Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I was uh, welling up like a like a sad puppy, man. I was I was uh, fighting back tears big time, and I think we're all going to be sad to see Matt go because he's a great person and a great teammate. Um, but he's not done, you know. He's not done by any means. And hopefully, he signs the American League somewhere that not going to come back and hit homers against us. That was Matt Holliday's teammate, Adam Wainwright, talking after Matt's final Cardinals game in 2016. As it turns out, he is not done as a Cardinal. Matt Holliday is back, announced just a little while ago by the Cardinals. Matt Holliday joins the team on its coaching staff as bench coach. The Cardinals have made this official. Matt Holliday is bench coach. They announced their major league coaching staff today. Five newly filled positions announced the day after the World Series is complete. Oliver Marmel enters his second season as Cardinals manager, and this will be his staff. Matt Holliday is the bench coach. Dusty Blake is the pitching coach. Turner Ward moves up from assistant hitting coach to hitting coach, replacing Jeff Albert. In addition, Brandon Allen, a member of the Cardinals minor league coaching staff, has been named assistant hitting coach. The Cardinals have added and have included their staff um, with Patrick Elkins, Stubby Clapp, Pop Warner, Willie McGee, Jamie Pogue, uh, Kleininger Tehran all return. Matt Holliday has been at Oklahoma State, entering his first coaching stint at the major league level, a 15-year playing career that included seven all-star selections and a World Series title with the Cardinals in 2011. He also has been part of this great run for the Cardinals as a Hall of Famer. He is a red jacket-wearing Cardinals Hall of Famer, just included in that group recently. Turner Ward has held the hitting coach position with the Reds, the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks before this. He joined the staff this past season as assistant hitting coach. Cardinals pulled him back into coaching after he took a couple of years off. He is very close with Paul Goldschmidt, and I would say a driving force in assisting Goldschmidt on his MVP caliber season in the National League. The new pitching coach is Dusty Blake. Uh, Blake joined the Cardinals organization last season as a pitching strategist. 
He was the pitching coach for Duke University before that from 2018 to 20 and pitched collegiately for Appalachian State. So we'll keep a close eye on that move and what that means with Blake. So those are the three biggies. Holiday is pitching co- as bench coach. Dusty Blake is pitching coach. And Turner Ward is the hitting coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now they do have a lot still in front of them that they have to address. What are they going to do at catcher with Yadier Molina retiring? That's number one on their list. John Mozeliak has made that clear every time we talk to him. Number two on their list, I would say, is to figure out how to augment the offense and what to do when you have Arenado and Goldschmidt. Who else is that? And if it isn't going to be Tyler O'Neill or anyone else, it's going to have to be somebody. Someone's going to have to be the three in the MV3 conversation. Remember the 0-4 team when the Cardinals had Pools, Roland, and Edmonds? It's nice to have a threesome of all-star caliber offensive bats that you can lean on. And if it isn't Arenado and Goldschmidt, who is it? Last year, that person became Albert Pujols. You don't have him anymore. He has retired. He caught fire, and he was the best hitter on this team. In fact, he was batting second in the order in the playoffs. That's how good he was hitting. They've got to find somebody, and maybe that is accomplished at the catcher position. Maybe it isn't. Perhaps that becomes your next DH or that person becomes an outfielder, whatever it is, the Cardinals have to figure it out. I don't think it's going to be shortstop. I think that shortstop is, unless this is a one-year deal for somebody, shortstop is going to be Mason Wynn's position eventually. Jordan Walker is eventually going to be an outfielder. He's obviously not playing third base, as Arenado has locked that up for the next five years, and Goldschmidt is the first baseman for the foreseeable future. So who is going to be that bat? It's interesting. At DH right now, if you were to start the season right now, I think you'd probably agree with me that those players are Nolan Gorman and Juan Yepes, left-handed, right-handed. But do they have enough experience to pull through? Would you like to lean on somebody who can give you 25 bombs? And maybe that person is Wilson Contreras. And the Cardinals haven't said that. They're not going to talk about free agents out in the open but I think that Wilson Contreras is a great fit. I would disagree with those who don't think that's the case. I think that if you took a step back defensively, Wilson Contreras, it's not that far back of a step. You're not going to replace Yadier Molina with anybody. I mean, he's one of the best of all time, and there's nobody of his caliber available right now either. You know, JT Real Muto is not coming over. Uh, But you could add a bat like Contreras and a fiery personality and somebody who still has a lot to give. I think that's a great fit. You accomplish two things at once. You have your catcher and you have a bat in the middle of your order. So we'll see if the Cardinals go that direction. We'll talk about it with Benjamin Hockman coming up at 1130. But I will say this, the Cardinals, he's not going to bat for them, but I think he can help their hitting too. I think Matt Holliday has the experience that he could step into the cage, notice a couple of things. So you may accomplish a couple of things here. You have a bench coach, like Skip Schumacher, has won a world championship and knows how to get to the very top and is well-respected by the players. He has so much respect on and off the field that it really is a natural fit that Matt Holiday joins the staff. It is a very good move by the Cardinals to bring him in. But he also knows a thing or two about hitting. And this will help, I believe, the Cardinals moving forward in a big way. But players win. You can talk about staff all day long. And no matter who these people are, we know them for the most part. It's about players. Players get the job done. 
and the Cardinals are going to have to figure out a way to improve this roster. And I believe that they will do that, and I believe they'll spend some extra money. We'll see where that money goes. It's 11-12. It's, total, uh, it's uh, sports on a Sunday morning. Total information am tomorrow. We're going to get into a lot of this as well. But the, again, the big news, if you're just joining us, breaking last hour, Matt Holiday is the Cardinals bench coach. Cardinals made that official, the announcement. We had some really good comments, too, from Travis Ford last hour about that. We'll take a quick break. We'll shift our attention to hockey. Dan O'Neill. What the heck is wrong with the Blues? We're going to ask him that, but also promote the fact that he has a big event coming and a terrific book for the holidays. An awesome gift idea. That's next on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. It is 1117 on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. I'm Tom Ackerman. Very pleased to be joined by my great friend. Boy, he's had some appearances on Sports on a Sunday Morning through the years. And at one moment in time, the KMOX Golf Show. This is Dan O'Neill. How are you, Dan O? Memory, Tom. Yeah, I did have a golf show on Cam Wax for a while. Yes, you did. Dan Reardon, Dan O'Neill, Dan McLaughlin was hosting that at one time. We used to say that uh, you had to be yeah. named Dan to be on that show. Yeah, it helped. Yeah. It helped it uh, to be able to name or, or be named Dan and be able to speak. Yeah, that it is didn't true. matter whether I'll tell you one thing for sure. It didn't matter whether you could play golf or not. <laughs> you are nicknamed the bogeyman for a reason. Um, yes, I am. Yeah, I am. I am a bogeyman as well. Uh, Dano, we're going to talk some hockey here. And before we get into the blues, I want to start with good stuff. 
And that is the fact that I saw you at O.B. Clark's last week, and you were not just there to grab a bite to eat, but you are going to be signing your Best of the Blues book, which I have right in front of me. I absolutely love it. Best of the Blues, the greatest players in team history. And you have a very special St. Louis Blue with you. Tell us about them. Yeah, I'm excited about it, Tom. Jorgen Pedersen's going to be with me uh, tomorrow uh, from 4.30 to 5.30 at O.E. Clark's on Brentwood. Uh, the unofficial, I think, uh, bar of the blues. Um, and Jorgen had a great career here. He's a, he's in the book uh, as one of the great players uh, the blues have had. But I, I don't think he's gotten quite the attention or people maybe don't remember just how good he was. But he scored 37 goals in 1980-81, and that's still the franchise record for a rookie. Uh, and he played on one of the greatest lines to ever play here, which was a line with Wayne Babbage on right wing, uh, Jorgen on, on left wing, and uh, Blake Dunlop at center. Uh, and that 80-81 line, and not that they played every minute together, but they played a lot together. And uh, those guys accounted for 256 points that season. That's a pretty staggering number. And, of course, Babbage had 54 goals. And as I said, uh, Pedersen had 37 goals. And, and Blake Dunlop, who still lives in St. Louis, had 20 goals and 67 assists. So uh, it was quite a line. And, you know, he played five seasons here and averaged 34 goals a season. So that's not bad. That's really something to think about. All the players who have come through the St. Louis Blues organization, all of those players, and he still has the franchise rookie record for goals in a season, 37. That's remarkable. Yeah, no no kidding. Uh, I mean, uh, I was a little surprised by that too. But uh, uh, And he played at a time, you know, the 80s, uh, there was a lot more offense, certainly more than we're seeing right now from the Blues. But, uh, you know, he was a very talented player. He was one of the, I think, among the most uh, impactful players to first arrive from Sweden. The Blues had had a, a winger named Inge Hammerstrom before him and a defenseman from Sweden named Aloranta. But, uh, you know, Jorgen Pedersen came here and uh, really made an impact, was a terrific player for five seasons. And then he got packaged with Mike Leute, uh when Harry Ornes arrived. He, he packaged Pedersen with Mike Leute, sent him to Hartford to uh, cut down on some of the salaries. But anyway... You know, he lives in Sweden still, Gothenburg, Sweden. He's not here very much. So I just, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it myself to, to see him and talk with him. And uh, I just think it's kind of a rare opportunity for Blues fans to get a, a, an autograph from uh, Jorgen Pedersen. Absolutely. And Obi Clark's is the hockey bar without a doubt. It's one of the best hockey bars in the country, honestly. And there's no question that it's number one in St. Louis when it comes to hockey. That's the spot. So that's happy hour time, 4.30 to 5.30. Get yourself a cold one and enjoy the best of the Blues at Obi Clark's tomorrow. And there's a game. Uh, the Blues, I mean, the, so I would just settle in and enjoy a hockey game at OB's on Monday. They take on the Bruins at 6 o'clock. So you can get there a little early, get a good seat, and then enjoy this book. That's I think you're going to have a great crowd there. I really do. Best of the Blues, the greatest players in team history. So get in there at 430 and see Dan O'Neill and Jorgen Pedersen. I love that. Now, that said, the Blues need to pick it up here. I mean, this is just getting embarrassing. They, they've lost six in a row. They haven't had this long of a streak since 2014. I'm still going to be watching, Dan. Obviously, I get paid yeah. to do it. 
But you know, if they're not, uh, if they don't get it together soon, you know, the fans are not going to stick around forever. I mean, you got to give them some sort of a show. Yeah, you know, there's a number of ways to look at it, Tom. For one thing, this game with Boston at Boston, uh, re- re- revisiting the site of their great uh, Stanley Cup win in 2019, it's really uh, it'll it'll tell people a lot. I think you know the Blues have had a lot of days off recently, time to work on things. And Boston lost last night. That's only the second time they've lost all year. And they're scoring a lot of goals. Um, They lead the league in goals. They've scored 51 goals, and the Blues have scored 21. So big difference. Um, So this will be a a, a real test for them. But, uh, you know, there's a number of ways to look at it. The one thing that disturbs me uh, about the Blues is this is their start. You know, it's different from when – they start the season and they have some success and then they go into a little bit of a lull or a slump that happens. You know, it usually happens almost every season. Um, but when the team starts this way, now you don't know if it's just a little bit of a slump or, or if they're just not very good. So you're right. I mean, they do need to pick it up. I think the, the, uh, the faithful who, who booed them a little bit recently, um, is, is having those kind of questions and, and not sure what kind of team they have. But they, on the other hand, Tom, you got to keep in mind, the Blues were in dead last place in January of uh, 2019, and then they won the Stanley Cup. So uh, we're nine games into the season. It's it's no reason to completely uh, you know jump off the ledge, but uh, you would like to see a, a different direction. I agree, and I I think that's why people are so upset because because they know that this team is better than this. That said, this team is not the 2019 team. It does have a different look. You wish you could have some of those players back, but you can't. Uh, I I think this team is capable of playing Craig Berube's style of hockey, which is physical, which is demanding. Uh, What do you see out of this current roster right now? Well, in my opinion, they they just haven't. Uh, I know it's cliche to say, but they really just haven't found an identity uh, that they've all bought into. I, I, they have a lot of different players on this team over the last couple seasons. It's not a total turnover, but you look at their third and fourth lines, and they've they've added quite a few players. They've had some changes on defense and things like that. So it just seems to me that this group, for whatever reason, uh, hasn't quite figured it out yet. I do think they miss David Perron. I mean, David Perron, regardless of how many points he scored, he's one of the most tenacious players in the league on the boards, in the corners. And that's exactly what the Blues haven't been. They haven't been very tenacious in those in those places and in front of their own net. And I think he set a tone for them. Uh, and, and to this point, anyway, uh, they haven't really replaced that. Uh, they will, or you you hope they will, and and some of this will will blend together. But I, I you know, we're nine games in the season, and their best player Ryan O'Reilly has one point. He has one goal, one point, and he, I think he's a minus eight or minus seven or something like that. So you don't expect that to continue. I mean, he's too good of a player. Uh, but Perron played on his line, and I think he misses Perron. So uh, they just haven't found the right chemistry yet I think I, I think they need to go out and win you know if they could win a game in Boston or something that would send them in a different direction I did worry about the defense not having enough depth there 
And, you know, I still continue to, to feel that way, although some of them have been good. Some have not played up to par. I didn't really worry about Jordan Cairo because I know that there have been some times where Craig Berube has been a little down on him. But, you know, his job, of course, you want to see everybody be a good two-way player. His job is to score, uh, to score goals and to show great speed. And we're just not seeing that out of Jordan Cairo or Robert Thomas, for that matter. I guess, like you just said about uh, Ryan O'Reilly, it's just a matter of time before those two start to go. Well, you hope so. I mean, I, I think my, myself, my own opinion is that Jordan Cairo needs to learn what maximum effort is mm-hmm. at all times. I mean, you know, hockey is that kind of a sport, and, and the successful teams get that on every shift and in every situation. And I, I just think, think some of their younger players, uh, we're talking about Cairo, but it's not just Cairo. But if you want to use him as an example, I just don't think that uh, that they're getting max effort in every situation from those players. And, and they talk about it like having to uh, trust each other and uh, believe in each other. And that's part of it is, is you got to believe the guy next to you is, is going to give it everything he's got in every situation. And they're just not getting that. I don't think at this point, uh, maybe they think they are. And, and, you know, sometimes you think you're trying hard, but uh, you don't know what really trying hard is until, until you have some success and, and see what it is. Um, but I agree. I think their defense is pretty good. The only thing worries me about their defense from the get go is that they're not very tough. I mean, they don't have a, a, a big physical presence. Robert Portuso plays fig, physical, but the rest of their defensemen, even though they have good size in, in some cases, they're not exactly a physical kind of defense. And I think that's showing up around their net so far. Um, they got to get that figured out. I am with you on that. When I flip through your book, The Best of the Best, there is a section in the back called The Best of the Brief, and I like that just as much because as much as I love the great players, I always love the ones who have had a short time with the team, and there are some good ones in here, none better than Scott Stevens. I mean, you talk about a physical defenseman. That guy was something else. Wouldn't you love to have a Scott Stevens type right now? Right. Well, you know, that's probably exactly what they need. Uh, but so, probably so do a lot of other teams. I mean, Scott Stevens was extremely physical and, uh, you know, great leader, helped the Blues to a great season. They won 40, 47 games. I think the season, one season he was here and he was their captain. And then, of course, he was only here for that one season. And they, uh, they went out and signed Brendan Shanahan, and, and it turned out the compensation uh, to New Jersey was Scott Stevens. So it's a shame he, they couldn't keep him. You know, they even tried to get him back and signed him again, but uh, New Jersey matched. And uh, Stevens, I know, because uh, I was covering the team when he was here, he, he loved St. Louis and was planning on staying here a long time, but, of course, only played the, the one season here. It's such a great book. The Best of the Blues. Dan O'Neill wrote it, and great pictures as well. It's just an awesome one to flip through. And you'll have Jorgen Pedersen, who is on page 130 in this book, with you at Obie Clark's in Brentwood at 430 tomorrow before the Blues take on the Bruins. Be there for sure. I think it'll be a good time to be along with Dan O'Neill and company. Thanks for being with us, Dan. Hey, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it, buddy.
Great to be with you. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. When we come back, Post-Dispatch columnist Benjamin Hockman right here on KMOX. It's on Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Swinging a high fly ball into the right field corner. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It is a home run. The nothing. It's holiday goes deep. Just inside the right field pole. One nothing car. Matt Holiday with a home run in game four of the 2011 NLCS, a world champion in 11, and a Cardinals Hall of Famer announced this morning by the Cardinals. He is going to be their bench coach. The Cardinals announced their staff for 2023. And joining us right now is Post Dispatch columnist Benjamin Hockman. Benjamin, appreciate you being on the tradition that is sports on a Sunday morning. How are you? It's an honor to be on Camelax. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Always great to have you on the station. Let's get your reaction to Matt Holiday joining this staff. Well, the first thing I thought about is how soon will it be when fans are saying, can he play left field since there's no outfield production <laughs> from the Cardinals? Uh, but it's a great get, obviously. We're talking about a guy who communicates so well within that clubhouse, even though even as recently as, as this past season, he would come to visit and just watching him talk to the players, watching him talk to Marmol. Uh, he really does have a special thing going with his personality and his demeanor, and clearly he knows the game. Uh, he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Sure makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, replacing Skip Schumacher with Matt Holiday, both members of those championship teams, very well respected. Now, I am with you. I'm surprised that I haven't seen on Twitter that you could make him the next Pujols, have him face lefties. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, especially some of the guys they bring back are, are as bad as they were last year. Yeah, we might be making these jokes. Uh, but the reality is that Matt Holiday is, is kind of one of those uh, special ingredients that goes into winning baseball. And uh, the only thing that really caught my attention was that he's still got kids in high school, and uh, I thought maybe he would have wanted to see that through. Not that he's not going to see it through from afar, but um, – the reality is, is his one son is playing professional baseball. Was the number one overall pick in the draft last year, and and his other son and daughter are great athletes and students too. Member of the Orioles organization now, Jackson Holiday, number one pick in the MLB draft. And when I talked to Matt about that and more, which was right before his induction to the Cardinals Hall of Fame, I did a roundtable with Matt uh, and Julian Javier, for that matter. Uh, both of us cool. uh, joining Matt on stage, and I did uh, mention the fact that Matt looks like he could walk right into a, a big league uh, uniform and go. I mean, he does uh, keep himself in great shape, but it's one thing to keep yourself in shape and another to hit the baseball. Where do you think the Cardinals right now are offensively, Benjamin? I mean, what should they do here in this offseason? Well, what they need is a 2021 Tyler O'Neill. That's what they needed last year, too, uh, even though the offense was you know, better than most teams. Uh, the reality is Tyler didn't live up to expectations, and it's hard to, to think he will do it again. They, they, need, they need a name. I, I joked uh, on the Post-Dispatch Baseball podcast, they need a jersey seller. They need a guy who the, the, the minute they announce the free agency signing, jerseys are for sale at the team store, and people are lining up to buy your Trey Turner jersey or your 
Correa jersey. So that that's what they need to do, in my opinion. I agree. Although I said it earlier, unless they get a one-year deal for a shortstop, I feel like that's Mason Wynn's spot. I, I think that you know he eventually is going to have that spot, don't you? At shortstop, I think Mason Wynn will make the two thousand. Follow me, the two thousand twenty-four Cardinals really good. Is that him? at a different position is that him because they traded him to get a key catcher or a key pitcher or something like that um i don't know I, I feel like the the market for outfield is so thin right now uh whether i mean obviously we try it again the greatest outfielder of our generation is available but they're not going to pay for aaron judge so beyond that there's not many uh players available so you look at that shortstop position those two guys i mentioned plus bogards is available I feel like you got to splurge there, and 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 yeah, maybe maybe it means slowing down with Mason Wynn, but we do this a lot here in St. Louis. Oh, we got to make room for Piscotty. Oh, we got to make room for Gritchen. We can't do this move. We got this guy coming up. Well, how often do those guys turn into superstars? I'm not knocking Mason Wynn. Maybe he is going to be a great shortstop. But if Trey Turner is available, and all you got to do is give him the money that you made off selling tickets to see Albert Pujols. But I say you do it. I don't uh, disagree. I mean, it's going to be a lot of money, but if you want to go for this thing, go for it. It's not a bad call at all. They have an M. They have a V. They need a three, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Got to get that three somewhere. Uh, if it's Tyler O'Neill, great. But I, I do believe it's outside somewhere. Maybe it is catcher. I don't know if Wilson Contreras will ever be at the level of an Arenado or Goldschmidt in terms of an MVP candidate, but maybe. I mean, maybe maybe he would be that here. I don't know. Where, where do you stand on Wilson Contreras? Um, I mean, if they, I'm, I stand for them doing anything aggressive. I'm, I'm kind of just frustrated and de- defeated, fatigued by these postseason flameouts annually. Uh, I mean, the reality is, for all the success the Cardinals have had the regular season, they haven't won one game in the NLCS since 2014. That's how long it's been since they've had a, a meaningful playoff run. That's, that's quite a while is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we know it's hard to win in the playoffs. We know the Yankees every year have top salaries and, and haven't won the World Series. But the Cardinals need to try something different, I'd, I'd say, and, and I think they need to be more aggressive and purchase some offense. So, yeah, is it Contreras? Um, I, I feel like I'd rather go shortstop in that regard and then maybe trade for a Sean Murphy from Oakland or something like that. Uh, but clearly – uh, and I have no offense if he's listening, but I don't think Andrew Kisner is the uh, starting catcher 100, whatever, 20, 30 games for the 2023 St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, my 11-year-old daughter asked me this morning when I talked about catcher, she said, well, what about Kisner? And I said, I like Kisner, but Kisner does not have the bat to accomplish what they need. They need another bat in that lineup, and they need their catcher to be able to hit. Uh, so yeah. I, I totally understand that this is Benjamin Hockman. What about pitching? Where do you see it on that side? Start if you would with the rotation. And then if you could get into the bullpen, John Moselock saying on our show last week, he is in, in favor of adding horsepower to the bullpen. Meaning I think they're starting to move away from the ground ball theory and get some swing and miss pitchers, Benjamin. Yeah, you could hear that in Ali Marmol's voice all season. Uh, talking about swing and miss, swing and miss, and you can't get on base if you if you can't hit the ball type thing. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 all for. I mean, we saw in the playoffs, right? And we saw from both sides uh, in the World Series 
even though the Phillies lost. I mean, both teams just after your starters out, you got 99, you got 100, you got 97, and so much movement. I mean, I mean, when the Cardinals were on this year, it's when their bullpen was on. It was when the games were shortened because you basically, if you didn't score runs off the starting pitcher, you weren't going to score off these relievers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for adding horsepower. It's funny that the starting rotation is essentially set the day Wayne Wright announced he's coming back. I mean, you've got your rotation, uh, but as, as to Mosellock's credit, as he said at his press conference, he's not just going to say like, "Oh, we're good to go with starting pitching," because every year somebody gets hurt, or every year somebody has a down year, and and you need that sixth, seventh, or maybe even eighth starter. But then you look at the Cardinal situation with Matthew Libertor, possibly even a, a Jake Woodford, and they've got some other names too. Um, I don't think they're going to make a move for a starting pitcher, though ironically this is the offseason to do it with all those names out there. The Missouri football team and the St. Louis Blues, the similarities between the two, each of them has played nine games. Uh, But uh, in Missouri's case, they have advanced much further in their season. The Blues, as bad as they've looked, still have a lot in front of them. Let me focus for the moment then, since we just came off a hockey conversation with Dan O'Neill, with the Missouri Tigers, your alma mater. What is the issue with them uh, in terms of gaining traction and winning under Eli Drakewitz? Well, I, I, again, to, you know, I always use the word ironic. I think about 67% of the time I use it accurately. But uh, ironically, he's the offensive guru, and that's the issue with the Missouri Tigers. The defense is great. We saw it again yesterday. Blake Baker's guys running around getting behind the line of scrimmage so fast. They really are a fun team to watch. And any SEC fan uh, hopefully appreciates what Missouri's defense is doing this year. But the reality is there's, there's little consistency on offense. I mean, there was a stretch there where, I mean, the, the, ac- the lack of accuracy on Brady Cook's passes was astounding. And he came back. He's a, he's a mentally strong dude, and, and he had that key running play. And, and then brought them into contention to win that game, which they ended up losing. But uh, the reality is Drinkowitz needs to find ways to ignite his offense more often. I wonder if that means adding another set of eyes to this staff and spending some money on a great offensive coordinator with no offense to Eli, who obviously knows the game, but wouldn't it help? I mean, don't, don't other great programs in the sec spend money on their staff? I'd say so. I mean, heck, I wrote it in the post-dispatch after they barely beat Vanderbilt 17-14 and Mizzou went scoreless in the second half. I said, if it wasn't for the one minor caveat, uh, Eli Drinkwitz should fire his offensive coordinator. Of course, the caveat was Eli Drinkwitz is also the offensive coordinator. So, yeah, I'm all for that, bringing another guru, if you will, that can – that can help uh, enhance the offense because there's issues there. There there. Benjamin Hockman has also written about something that is, I believe, very important to have out in the public and to have discussed. And if it dies out, uh, it's a problem. This needs to be in front of people, and that is what has happened with Kyrie Irving. Nike has partied ways with him. That's the latest, announcing that it will halt its relationship with the Brooklyn Nets guard. He's been suspended by the Nets for what the team called a repeated failure to, quote, unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. The Nets made that move Thursday, and then a day later, Nike made its decision, tweeting a link, this is what it's all behind, to a film that contains anti-Semitic material and repeatedly refused to apologize until the Nets suspended him. 
what is going on here? And I direct everybody to your column as well, Benjamin. Can you sum this up in this current situation that we're in? Why is this happening? It's, yeah, I mean, it is scary. Um, the, the reality is, and I, I went over to the, the new Holocaust Museum, newly opened here in, in St. Louis, over there by the J in, in Creve Corps, and it, it's just an astounding, wonderful, um, poignant place. And I suggest that everybody checks it out. And, you know, I, I, I spoke to somebody there, the, the, the director of education, and she was saying it's not that there's just people who deny the Holocaust. It's that there's people who distort the facts or don't want to believe all the facts or say, how could this truly have happened? And, and they say that certain people are making it up. All of that is disgusting. All of that is frightening. But the question is, how do you educate those people? And, you know, I mean, it, I wrote that it starts with a shoe. It starts with this child's shoe that is on display at the Holocaust Museum in St. Louis, and it's been 100% authenticated that that shoe belonged to a young child, and it was found at a killing center by the Nazis during the Holocaust. A, a kid was murdered. 1.5 million kids were murdered. Six million Jewish people. Six, think about how many people is six million. You, to put it in perspective, I mean, fill up Bush Stadium, that's, what, 50,000 people. We're talking about six million people. The fact that there's people that can't believe that or deny that is scary. And I think all of us, everyone listening, every single one of us can do their small part to help educate and spread the word uh, that this happened and it's scary and it could happen again if we don't talk about it. Anti-Semitism is hostility, it's prejudice, it's discrimination. Is it not, does it not belong in the same sentence as racism? And, and when you use the word racism, it stops traffic. It stops everybody in their, in, from where they are. Why isn't it used in the same type of way? Right, and that's what I would, would love to say to Kyrie Irving. He's like, he, he has not... He, he was given multiple chances with a microphone in front of him to say, uh, please be nice to Jewish people. Do not be anti-Semitic. He could have easily said these things. Instead, he danced around it. Like, what if someone said, said that about um, African-Americans and, and then said, uh, Kyrie, do, do you believe that people should, should hate African-Americans? He wouldn't dance around that. He would say, no, you should not hate African-Americans. You should love everybody the same. Yet he's dancing around uh, this this thing with Jewish people. It's, it's really hard to watch. It is. Um, it, and, you know, it just goes to, it, it's, there's so much. I mean, we could go an hour on this, but it, it is, uh, education is something that you hit on right away, and it's so important. Um, I would never make an excuse for anybody. It is how, in a lot of ways, your surroundings, uh, who you're surrounded by, how you grew up, uh, you and I grew up in St. Louis, and we were surrounded by people of all races, religions, colors. And um, I do believe that that is uh, a part of who you are and your acceptance of everybody. Educating yourself, that is part of an education, is being around and having those conversations. It's okay. Just educate yourself and, and, and learn to listen. I don't know what else to yeah. say about it. I mean, that just, yeah. it just blows me away. Why? Why is there so much hate in this world? I, you know, it's it's, it's a lack of understanding. And it, and it's passed down from generations, unfortunately. And and you would hope, like I, I would, I would love for a way for every single student in every single St. Louis school 
to get a tour of the St. Louis Holocaust Museum. Is there a way to make this happen? How much would that cost? How many buses do we need? You know, I mean, why can't every single student walk through that place? And I guarantee after every human walks out of there, they will have a, a different or not. They will have a stronger perspective on the Holocaust. And God forbid, if they denied it or thought negative things about it, that would hopefully change their mindset. Well, if you haven't read it yet, go to Benjamin Hockman's column in the Post-Dispatch, stltoday.com, but I'm sure he'll be following up on this on social media. His Twitter handle is Hockman, H-O-C-H-M-A-N, or if he decides to go to other social media platforms outside of Twitter, Twitter, of course, is a hot-button issue itself these days. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but uh, I'm on it. You're on it. And uh, we're together on it, and I always enjoy interacting with you on it. And thank you for being with us on KMOX Radio. Thanks, Tom. Good to hear your voice. Take care, man. Same. Uh, we appreciate him as well. Uh, this is KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. I'm Tom Ackerman. It is 11.50. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll give you those two NFL picks. I've been 1-1 one one the last two weeks, but oh, so close, Drew. I got a couple of good ones for you. I had the 49ers, didn't I? I'll I'll. Puff my chest out and after the break. On KMOX. Nanzon, Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Driving jam time. The Philippines win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Great to be with you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Just a few minutes left and plenty of time for us to make two picks in the NFL. I was one and one the last couple of weeks. I had 49ers. I told you take him at LA, which was a home game for the 49ers, and they took care of business. They beat the Rams. I also had the Bills at home minus 10 and a half uh, against the Packers on Sunday night football, and the Bills won by 10. I missed it by a half point. Darn it. But I'm telling you, I'm just trying to make you some money. That's all I'm doing, trying to make you some money. So we have two picks to give. Let's get to it. And a key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. All right, here's what I got. The Rams at Tampa Bay. I always like to pick two games that everybody is going to see, so you don't have to go search around for it on DirecTV or whatever, go to the sports bar. Two games that you're going to see. So KMOV has the Rams at Tampa Bay, and the Buccaneers are a three-point favorite. I like the Bucs in this game. I think that Matthew Stafford and the Rams are misfiring offensively. Stafford is throwing the ball to the other team. He has... Eight interceptions this season. He's only thrown seven touchdown passes in his seven games. This is the Buccaneers' day. Tom Brady and the Bucs win this game by more than three. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus three. And then I'll give you the Sunday night game. This is Tennessee at Kansas City on KMOX, Titans at Chiefs. The spread on this one is 13 and a half. That is a sucker spread because if the Chiefs win this game by two TDs, they cover, but 
I'm telling you right now, I'm taking Titans plus the 13 and a half at Kansas City. You might not know that the Titans have won five of the last six against the Chiefs. The Titans also, you do know this, have Derrick Henry. I would go so far as to say the best running back in the NFL. You know how many yards he had last week? 219. And I'm taking the Titans plus 13 and a half. I think Derrick Henry running the ball, milking the clock. They're not going to win the game, but they'll keep it close. Those are my picks. Thanks for joining us on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.